Travel Tidbits podcast, hosted by the agents of Pineapple Escapes. Join us as we discuss the latest in travel news, destinations, and tips for the savvy traveler. After all, travel makes life sweeter. Thank you for joining us today. This is Samantha Harris, travel agent with Pineapple Escapes. Joining me today is Christy Shear, Nikki Arden, and Jamie Weidel. A few months ago, a few of us went on a Disney cruise, and one of the best conversations we had one night at dinner was about the books that we were each reading that day. I love to read when I travel, and thankfully, some of my favorite favorite travel partners do as well. This fun conversation led to a new Facebook group led by Jamie. Jamie, do you want to tell us a little bit about your new Facebook group and what led you to start it? Sure. So I just really enjoyed our conversation about reading and talking about what books we like. And I thought we could make a group that would talk about two of the things that we love, which are travel and reading. And so that's kind of why the Facebook group was born. It's called Wandering Readers, and you can find us on Facebook. We'll put a link in the show notes for the group, and you are welcome to join. Several of the Pineapple Escapes agents are in the group, and sometimes we kind of get going on a tangent on different things, but there are other people in the group as well, and so it's a lot of fun to kind of bounce book ideas off each other, share different links and ideas, so there's a lot of fun there, and I'm hoping that it'll grow as we grow as well. Yeah, there's lots of good book recommendations in that group from some of us agents and some from other followers as well. But one of our favorite topics when we travel together is to discuss our favorite author or genre of books or whatever book we are currently reading. My favorite kind of depends on what my current mood is. I love like light, easy beach reads, but I also love stories that take place during World War II. I also read like self-help and motivational books and even business books. So it really depends on my mood and if I'm wanting to relax or how much I'm wanting to retain on what I read. Christy, why don't you tell us about your favorite author and what type of books you like to read? Okay, so this was a really tough question to start out with because like you, I have trouble narrowing it down to just one. So I typically read one of three types of books either something very suspenseful with plot twist type novel, those kind of books that, you know, you think about when you have to get up at night and you're afraid to turn on the light, but then you're even more afraid not to turn on the light kind of thing. And if not that, I also like those that are just a really gut-wrenching, emotional, heavy book, or I like nonfiction business, self-improvement type books. So um, again, it kind of varies. And a lot of times I'll be reading more than one book at a time. So I can just kind of pick up with whatever kind of book I'm feeling at the time. So as far as authors, probably when we're looking at those plot twist type, I really like Gillian Flynn, who was you know famous for The Gone Girl. And I've read all of her books. Just started reading Karen Slaughter, who's in that genre. And I really like what I've read from her. When we're talking about ones that are kind of deep, I love Jodi Picoult and have read um, a lot of her books. And then for nonfiction, Simon Sinek, and I just did Atomic Habits by James Clear. It was very good. So those are some of my favorites. Yeah, I loved um, Small Great Things. So I don't know, Christy, if you've read that one. I believe that's by um, Jodi Picoult. 
I don't believe I have read that one. Now, I've got to tell you, I'm really bad. I've gotten where I need have to start writing them down because I can pick up a book and I have to get in a couple chapters and I'm like, oh, yeah, I think I've read this before. So, um, but I don't believe I have that one. It's not sounded familiar. My Sister's Keeper um, by her is probably my favorite of all time. Yeah, I've read that one and I really like that one also. Nikki, what about you? So I'm kind of like Christy where my tastes kind of go across the board. It really just depends on my mood. And I have kind of like a bipolar mood where like one day I want to, you know, read true crime. And the next day I want to read something light and beachy. And the next day I'm reading, you know, some smutty fantasy novels. So it really just depends on on my mood. So I think my favorite author and genre would have to be, you know, Stephen King and the horror genre. I love stuff that's scary, kind of like, you know, Christy said the, you know, makes you scared to to go to sleep at night. That's the kind of stuff that I love. It kind of, you know, whatever gets your adrenaline going. And that's kind of the reason why I like true crime too. So one of my favorite true crime writer, writers is um, Harold Schechter. He's really good. He's written a, a lot of different true crime novels. And I, so I've read a few of his but I like everything, you know, I'm, I'm a Harry Potter fan. So I read, you know, I read all of those. I've, I love fantasy. I just finished the, um, from blood and ash series from the authors, Jennifer Armentrop. And I really liked that one. It's a little smutty, but it was good. <laughs> and, um, I'm currently reading Christy in the group recommended the pretty girls by Karen Slaughter. So I'm reading that one. And I really like that one as well. So far, I've only gotten like a little bit into it, but I'm really liking that. But I like everything. I've read Jodie Picoult. I like her. I don't read her as often because you're right. It's heavy. It makes you want to cry. And that's just not, I'm not in those moods. I guess that's why I watch like certain kind of movies so that I can cry. But for books, I like things that kind of, I've got ADHD, so I need something to kind of keep you know, pique my interest. So I like a lot of those thriller, horror genre type books. I don't know how you ladies sleep reading Stephen King before you go to bed. Like, that's just not my thing. I recognize <laughs> that he is highly talented and I can appreciate that, but my brain will not function if I read that kind of novel. Jamie and I have very similar interest in books. Stephen King gets very lengthy with his descriptions. And so it's actually, for me, when I read it, it's, it can be kind of like, you know, yawn. But listening to his audiobooks, because it's so descriptive, it's a lot easier for me. So I listen to a lot of audiobooks, but go ahead. Jamie and I have very similar interests in books and authors. And one of both of our favorite authors, I believe, is Elin Hildebrand. Jamie kind of recommended one in got me reading her books. And now I think I've read most of them. But Jamie, what kind of books do you prefer to read? So yeah, I definitely love Ellen Hildebrand. I love the whole Nantucket, you know, vibe of her books. A lot of them um, are very beachy because she either does summer on Nantucket or her recent ones have been on St. John. So those have been interesting. She also has a Christmas series that I really like a couple of those. So all of those are really good. But I prefer really light, easy reads. Typically, I will listen to like motivational or self-help as an audio book. 
But when it comes to like actually reading a book, I'm more of the type that likes something really light. I feel like I'm really busy during the workday and reading is kind of a way to turn my brain off. And so I'm looking at things like Chicklet, Emily Giffen, Jennifer Weiner. Those types of books are more my speed. I've also recently started reading Colleen Hoover. Hers are a little bit more psychological twist in some of them, but they're still pretty chiclet and easy, light reads. That's more my style. Now, one controversial topic that seems to come up quite a bit, especially in the the Wandering Readers group, is paper or digital. So I think all of us on here vary a little bit on what we prefer. Christy, do you want to start? Sure. Well, to be honest, I have never read a digital book. I do a lot of audio ones like Nikki mentioned. And that all started years ago. I used to travel a lot for work and I would check out the CDs in the library and listen to books as I travel. And that changed into an Audible subscription over the years. So I really love everything about physical books. I like the covers, the smell, the feel, all those things. But the thing I really like about the Audible is it is so easy to do when you're driving or traveling. I like to read a lot when I go to bed at night. So it's nice not to have to have a book in your hands and trying to position yourself and, you know, leaving the light on and my husband complaining about that. So I really like to do the Audible audio books too. The only thing I will say about them is, you know, a bad narrator can really ruin a good book. So there have been times when I've gotten something that I was really looking forward to. And there was just something about that person's voice that I just did not like. So that's the one drawback with the Audible, but I really enjoy them. Christy, if you cannot finish a book because the narrator is so bad, you can get your credit back or get your money back from Audible. Just FYI. Really? Hmm. I did not know that. I couldn't listen to the Game of Thrones because it was too, it was too bad. (laughs) Okay. So I'll jump in. So I actually read in multiple different ways. We actually still go to the actual library with my kids and pick out books, like actual paper books. Um, I also have a Kindle, but I've actually more recently switched to reading in the Kindle app on my phone, just because I always have my phone with me and it's right there and it's easy. So I can always grab it. I don't have to worry about it being charged or where it is or all of that. So I've been reading a lot in the Kindle app and you can use Libby from the library and download Kindle books and audiobooks. So that's kind of a nice trick there as well. But then when I'm traveling, I tend to listen to audiobooks on the plane. So I found that having my AirPods in while I'm on the plane kind of blocks out some of that background noise. So I really enjoyed that piece of it. So I have like a book going and then I'm usually playing like Candy Crush or something totally mindless on my phone when I'm traveling. So I feel like I'm still getting, you know, some good information from whatever book I'm listening to. And then being mindless and enjoying the flight as well. So I kind of go back and forth between different things. It just depends on the day. Nikki, do you listen to more audiobooks or read books? Well, when I worked in the office, I did a lot of audiobooks because I didn't like external 
you know, like I said, I have ADHD, so I get really distracted. So I would listen to a ton of audiobooks and, and podcasts and things. But now that I work from home, I, I don't. So I'm just like Christy. I love a tr- like I love the smell of an like a real book, and I love real books. But practicality speaking, I like to read a lot of books, and I like them. You know, it's so easy with the Kindle. It's literally there at, you know, you don't have to go to a bookstore. You don't have to order it on Amazon and wait two days. It's it's right there at your fingertips. And I'm a very, um, I like instant gratification. So I think that's why I tend to read with my Kindle more often. And I'm like, Jamie. So right after I had Nolan, I was on my phone on social media when I was like nursing or, you know, when he's playing, I'm just kind of like mindlessly on my phone scrolling through social media. And I thought to myself, I feel like I'm like diminishing brain cells. I need to do something about this, you know, social media addiction. So what I started doing was I got the Kindle app on my phone and with the app, you can do, you can set it to where it's continuous scrolling. And so it kind of tricks my brain into thinking that I am, you know, scrolling, I'm still scrolling, but I'm reading at the same time. So it helps. And I read so much faster. And instead of, you know, spending hours, you know, mindlessly scrolling through social media, I'm actually reading, which I enjoy doing. Because for a while, I was like, I don't ever have time to read. But then I would, you know, spend a couple hours on social media at night, and I'm like, yeah, I clearly have time to read. So I really like the the Kindle app on my phone. And but like Jamie, if I'm traveling, I will put um I'll put some books on my the Kindle, the actual Kindle, because it's just it's easier. You don't have that bulk of real books, you know, you and then you have all those a lot of books right there at your fingertips. So I like real books. And eight years ago, I would have like, you know. I clutched my pearls at the thought of me using a Kindle over a real book, but times have changed. I think that that's a good point, though, Nikki, about how it can kind of replace that social media scrolling, because I also kind of struggled with that, like, especially because a lot of our business stuff is done on social media. So if I'm on social media in the evening, it doesn't really feel like I get that break that I need between work and the rest of life. But if I can switch over and read a book, I still feel like I'm doing something, but it's an actual break. So I think that's a a really good point. I have always been a physical paper book person. And with my previous job, I would have to travel to Pennsylvania for one week a month. And I'm sitting in a hotel room every night by myself. And I always would finish the book that I took by like day two. And so, you know, without packing five books and making your backpack extremely heavy, I finally converted to the Kindle and I don't travel without it. I can put four books on it, throw it in my purse. If I run out, as long as I have internet, I can get another one from the library. You know, that's really been a game changer for me. The one that I have is, you know, it's not waterproof, but they call it splash proof. So it's really great, you know, next to the pool or if you take to the beach because you don't have to worry about somebody splashing and doing a cannonball in the pool and then ruining the pages of your book. I will say that the Kindle really overestimates my reading speed because it'll be like, oh, an hour until you're finished (laughs) with the book. And like three hours later, it still says hour until you're finished (laughs) with the book. So that's one of the things I'm like, okay, guys, you have to learn like you're it's not it doesn't learn your reading speed. I guess it's 
I don't read as fast as the typical Kindle reader. So that's a little disheartening to see when I'm like, okay, obviously I'm not a fast enough reader. You're just savoring what you read. (laughs) I am. I read slow. It's okay. Well, I, you know, I'm, I find that sometimes I have to constantly reread things because I have a two-year-old and, you know, a 10-year-old who are, you know, vampires for my attention and they just suck it out of me. And I'm like, what? And so I have to reread things. So that's why it takes me so long, just in my defense. Well, one of the conversations we have had a few times in the Wondering Readers Facebook group is planning vacations that revolve around a book, a plot, or a specific author. So I want to know if any of you ladies have actually planned any of your vacations around a book. I haven't yet, but I totally plan to go to <laughs> Nantucket and do the Ellen Hildebrandt like Christmas walk tour at some point. That is definitely on my short list. And I think there are pieces from different books that have stuck with me. So back when I was young, I loved Babysitter's Club. I had them all. That was what I spent my money on when I was a kid. And if you remember those books, Stacy lived in New York City before she moved to Stony Brook. And so my first trip to, to New York City, I was thinking of all the places that Stacy would talk about in the Babysitter's Club books. And like, We ended up at like Grand Central Station. I'm like, this is not what I had in my head and like different things because (laughs) I had just pictured it so differently when I was a kid reading through those books. So I I do think that there are things that stick with me and make me go to different places because of what I read. But I, I haven't yet just planned a whole trip on a book or an author, but it's it's on my it's on my bucket list. Same. I haven't done that either, but like. So the only thing I've really done is, you know, in Savannah, you know, where uh, the book, The Midnight in the Garden of Good and Evil, there's a lot of references in of Savannah. So I have definitely taken pictures of the of the statue that's, you know, on the cover of the book. And I have visited some of the places that are mentioned in that book. But that's just because I love Savannah and, you know, I'm there a couple times a year. One of my bucket list items is to go, I want to go to the, um, you know, I want to go to in England. I want to go, you know, all the places that I would read about from Jane Austen's novels or, you know, the Bronte sisters and even, you know, William Shakespeare. I kind of want to do like a literary tour of England. That is on my like definite bucket list that I want to do because I like a lot of the, um, of course I like, you know, Shakespeare, but I like a lot of the Victorian literature. I have to jump in and say that we did Harry Potter when we went to London. So my kids were, I think the girls were six and Bo was seven or eight when we did London. And so we did a lot of the Harry Potter spots around London. And then we went to the WB studio tour that's just outside of London when we were there to kind of have like a full Harry Potter London experience. And that was really cool. Really a lot of fun. Yeah, I was going to say I have not done anything unless you count visiting the wizarding world of Harry Potter. That's the closest I've been to visiting a book site. But I think your idea of Nantucket I mean, that sounds awesome. Yeah, Jamie, I am 100% in if we're making this a group trip to Nantucket because that sounds amazing to me. Well, I don't think we're going to have time this year. Have you looked at our schedule? (laughs) (laughs) Well, now I need to find somebody to go to like the Stanley Hotel in Colorado because, you know, for The Shining. That's the Stephen King 
The Shining, where he based off The Shining from. And you guys can go to Nantucket and I'll go to the Stanley Hotel. (laughs) (laughs) Good plan, because I don't have any desire to do that. I have been in the parking lot of the Stanley Hotel, but we did not go in it or on the tour because this was also during COVID. It was in summer of 2020. So we went to see the Stanley Hotel. I'm not sure if the tour was operating, if I would have done it anyway, but I could say I was there if that makes you feel better. (laughs) But I have never planned a trip for a book location. But Christy, I totally think that the Wizarding World counts. I mean, most people get attracted to Universal through the Wizarding World and Harry Potter series. So I I think that counts. We go to the Outer Banks every year, and I'm actually leaving this weekend. So we don't go because of the Nicholas Sparks books, but I do have to go by the Knights and Rodanthe house every time that were there. We stay about a mile down the road from it. And I'm like, it's just he, Nicholas Sparks completely romanticizes North Carolina. And so I feel like when you're reading it, you like, you just want to be there where the people are and you want to experience what they're experiencing. So I always like to drive by the house and post pictures of it. Life is so much better there. It's kind of like a modern day Mayberry, you know, it's all this. Yeah. I, I love that part of his books. Just the setting. Yeah, I like Nicholas Sparks too. He doesn't kill anybody, Nikki. No, he doesn't. Uh oh. Mm, mm. <laughs> Actually, um well, people does. <laughs> <laughs> There's been a few. <laughs> okay, but they make you cry. They don't make you terrified for your life when you go to sleep. <laughs> Very true. I guess it just depends on your mood, you know. <laughs> So to switch gears, is there a book that you could not finish? Like it was just not good. You could not finish. For me, no. Even if I hate a book, I have. Go ahead, Christy. There's been several now coming up with the names. going to be a great fun. Coming up with the names, I can't. I know that back when I was younger, I used to have this need to finish any book that I started. I just made myself do it. But after I hit about 45, I decided, why am I doing this to myself? Life is too short. You know, if you don't like the book, put it down, start on another one. So um, I've kind of changed on that. So right now I'm actually trying to read book lovers. I'm about halfway through and I'm like stuck. And so I think I'm just going to drop it for now and then go back. But I've heard lots of people really love that book. So I'm like, okay, why don't I love it? But maybe it's just right now. Maybe it's the timing. I mean, who knows? So maybe I'll pick it back up again another day. But that's one that I'm kind of struggling with right now. But yes, I do stop reading books. And then sometimes I go back to them. But it just depends on my mood. Yeah, I'm kind of like, well... I'm like Christy. I was before I was like, I, you know, I've got to finish everything. I got to give it my all. I I owe it to the author to finish it. And, but I just get to a point where it's like, uh, life's too short to read a crappy book. So the only one I distinctly remember, and it's kind of controversial is the, um, the 50 shades of gray. I started that and I could not finish it. And it's, um, I liked those. See, I don't. (laughs) And everybody's (laughs) different. And it's, Everybody has, you know, their own opinions and everybody's different. And, you know, and it doesn't make any one person right or wrong. It's, you know, it's a difference of, you know, 
of opinion. And it's not like I'm a, I'm a prude. I, I'm not, I, I like, you know, a smutty book just as much as the next girl, but I just didn't like, I don't, I just, I, I didn't like the, you know, the writing, the care. I didn't like the main character. She was not someone I could see myself being friends with. And a lot of times I find, you know, a main character, I kind of, I want to relate to them. At least if it's a female lead, I kind of want to relate to them in some way. And I was just, was like, girl, no. And I guess, I guess a lot of people like that book because, you know, in the end, I'm not, you know, spoiler alert, she ends up like changing him. And, and a lot of, I don't, I didn't finish it, but the, from what I hear, you know, every girl wants to know that a, a man changed for her. It doesn't work. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's the only one I can think of that I was just like, you know what? It's not, it's not worth Well, that's not, that's the only one that I can, that, it's controversial. So many people liked it. And I just was like, that was a, a, a do not finish for me. A DNF. If you I didn't will. read I'm learning it. all I the lingo. <laughs> yeah. Same. Well, Jamie liked it. I didn't like it. You can um, take your recommendations from there. It just never interested me. I don't know why I just, uh, I've never picked it up and even started it. So maybe I should. But I guess I have to put that behind Harry Potter before Sharon, like, hangs me on a stake. Oh, gosh, I forget you haven't read any of those. Yeah, you need to read those for sure. Those need to be. Get them on audio. Jim Dale is amazing. He's the narrator of all the Harry Potter. But, well, there's there's two. There's Stephen Fry. He narrates the the British version. So instead of... It's Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone. He Stephen Fry is the one who narrates those, and he's really good. But Jim Dale narrates the American version, so Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. He's amazing. You should definitely get it on audio. You can. We listened to all those on audio when my kids were little. We did that in the car as one way to kind of introduce them to the Harry Potter series, and it was it was a great way to listen to them. And I had read them previously, so it just yep made me love them more. You should do it, Samantha. No excuses. I know. I I have a bet with Sharon, so I have to read Harry Potter, and she has to read To Kill a Mockingbird. Like, I don't understand what? who has not read To Kill a Mockingbird. She's a so. Southerner, and she's never read To Killing Mockingbird? Oh, wait. <laughs> it's, it's very disappointing well, to me. Not to mention, it was required reading when I was in high school, so I, I, things have changed. I'm pretty sure it's a banned book nowadays, but... No, I taught it in high school. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was required reading. I yeah. feel like everybody I had to read, read it in book. high school. Yeah, I had to read it in high school and then I had to read it again in college. And it still it just kind of remains one of my all time favorite books. And I guess speaking of travel, I did go to see To Kill a Mockingbird on Broadway in New York City. And that was amazing. And we did plan the trip to New York City specifically so I could go see To Kill a Mockingbird on Broadway. But yeah, so that remains one of my favorite books. Sharon has not read it. I'm going to throw her under the bus, but I haven't read Harry Potter. So As you should. There we are As at, you a, should. at an impasse. <laughs> well, if you haven't yet, please make sure you go like our Wandering Readers Facebook page so that you can stay up to date on what we are currently reading and share with us what you're reading. We'd also love to see where you're reading at if you are visiting somewhere fun. In the future, we'd love to plan some trips around book plots and authors, so stay tuned for more information on that. 
If you liked today's episode, we would appreciate if you would leave us a review and share our podcast with your friends. We would love to plan your next vacation for you or recommend a new book. Either way, we're here. If you're interested, please reach out to your favorite Pineapple Escapes agent or email us at info at pineappleescapes.com. Also, make sure you are following us on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok at Pineapple Escapes. Thanks for listening. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye. We hope you've enjoyed today's episode of the Travel Tidbits podcast hosted by Pineapple Escapes. Travel makes life sweeter. Let the experts help you plan a vacation with lasting memories. We'd love to help you plan your next vacation and have you join our community. You can find us on the web at www.pineappleescapes.com and on Facebook and Instagram at Pineapple Escapes. This podcast is part of the Sound Advice FM network. Sound Advice FM, women's voices amplified.